0: Oh, here goes, and welcome to episode 40 of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. Just a reminder to everyone please follow the video show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher. We're available everywhere. We appreciate all the ongoing support, and as always, I'm joined by my main man,
1: Robbie Clayton. What's up, brother? Yeah, what's up, Woods? Nice to be back, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a while since we've been sitting in these chairs. Um, we sort of, maybe we planning to come back a week or so earlier, but we're here, and we've got some, yeah, some big shows lined up.
0: I remember about a year ago, man, we started off uh, with our, uh, you know, team previews for the NBL season, 21-22. Uh, uh, 21, 22, right? And That's now, right. now we're doing the previews yeah. of 22, 23. So it's been a year and it's been great working with you over that year, man. And we've achieved a lot and, uh, kudos to you, man. It's, it's been fun.
1: Absolutely. Right back at
0: you. Awesome. So let's get into it, brother. So you know how we start our show, right? And everyone knows how we start our show. It's to showcase our jerseys for the week. And we've selected a couple, uh, in line with the team previews that we're doing today. So maybe you want to take it away. Yeah.
1: So I was thinking as well, was if this is episode 40 and I'm showing two episodes, uh, two jerseys a week, so I'm not great at maths, but I think that's about 80, right? So I've got around six or 700 or something, so I think we can be doing this double jersey thing for quite a while now. I was worried if I needed to drop this to the single jersey, but we'll stick with that. So look, on that note, um, I guess the next few weeks while we're starting to do some NBL team previews, I'll continue to sort of do the double jerseys with an NBL NBA double. So I'll start off today with the one that's hanging, and it's none other than a Tracy McGrody. Houston Rockets, red Reebok jersey. Pretty random Reebok there, one Woods. Yep. Um, I don't know why. The first thing I thought of when I was looking for that one today and hung it up was um, Prison Broke. You know, the... The guy on Prison Break, that they called Tracy McGrady that wore the jersey. Yeah, you know, yeah. every episode. So, yeah, I don't know why that came I can't kind of remember who that. it was. Right? Yeah, it was like a Mexican guy or something like that when, yeah. when, um, when he was in jail. But anyway, so, you know, T-Mac was a favourite player of mine growing up. Although saying growing up, I'm actually a year older than him. Um, a little bit on T-Mac. Um, I think he sometimes gets slept on a little bit or maybe slightly forgotten about it a little bit. Um, so, he had uh, 15 years in the NBA after getting drafted out of high school by the Raptors in 97. He went on to play with the Raptors, Magic, Rockets, Knicks, Pistons, Hawks, and Spurs. Um, his accolades are pretty good as well, There would. So seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, including two-time All-NBA first team. He was the most improved player in 01. Of course, a two-time scoring champion 2003 and 2004 with some amazing years there. Um, interesting. I think I did mention to you a few weeks ago, There would. So I got a bit of a surprise when a Twitter, for no, a Twitter notification popped up saying, T-Mac is following me which I thought was pretty cool. And I can 100% say I wasn't following him at the time. So that was a strange one to me. So I quickly followed him back. But, yes, yeah, so I thought it was only fitting just to, to honour him on the show this week anyway. So, so he was
0: only following you, not Throwback Hoops, right?
1: Uh, just me, yes. Yeah. So sorry, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, he's, maybe he's a fan of NBL1 or something. Who knows? I mean, yeah, interesting. But no, that was pretty cool. So Coming
0: up, bro. Coming up in the world.
1: Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so, And look, in terms of the one I'm wearing um, today, so a bit of a, I guess, a sneak preview. So I'm going to be previewing the Adelaide thirty sixes today. So I thought it would be a good sort of time to rock an absolute legend of the club, perhaps one of their, you know, perhaps their greatest, certainly in consideration. But I'll just stand up and show that one, Woods, and uh, we can talk a little bit about this guy.
0: Yeah, it's only fitting when, he, when he's previewing Adelaide that he wears a heritage round Brett Maher jersey Robbie's wearing beautiful white jersey there um, and I know one body nudge would be pretty happy to see you wearing that today
1: yeah he was a great player wasn't he Brett Maher? <laughs> um, just sort of looking through and doing a bit of reading on him this week I was like wow you know he certainly was an amazing player so um, look in terms of a bit of info on, on Brett Maher there so 17 seasons in the NBL All with his hometown 36s. I mean, that's just something you just don't see these days, is it? From 1992 to 2009. Um, His accolades are pretty impressive as well. So he's a four-time NBL All-Star, six-time All-NBL team, three-time champ in 98, 99, and 2002. Um, He was the finals MVP of those second and third championships as well. Um, Do you remember who got the 36s' first finals MVP in that 98 one there, Woods? Ah, was it? First of the repeat...
0: Mark Davis?
1: Nah, it's a bit, a bit later than that. So oh, someone yes. Was, someone you like that played oh, NBA. Don't John L. me. Nah, close. Kevin Brooks. Kevin yeah, Brooks, okay. Yeah. Cool. Kevin Brooks yeah. got the yeah. first one of those three, and then Ma got the second two. So, look, this number five I'm rocking now, he's actually retired by the 36ers. Um, he even has his own signature on the court, which is pretty cool and highly unusual, I've got to say. Um, look, to top it off, Ma was also a three-time Olympian in 96, 2000, and 2004. I um, actually played over a hundred games for the Boomers Airwoods, which I thought was pretty impressive. So. Anyway, that's a little bit of a spiel on on the legend of the Adelaide 36ers, Brett Maher. So I do apologize, Woods. I don't have a Brett Maher bobblehead, but you know damn sure I've got a Tracy McGrady. It's actually very heavy, this one. I've got a dodgy finger at the moment, so two hands. So look at this nice one, a T-Mac there. Um, Let's look at that. Pretty rare sort of one, this one. So it's only 2000 May, and this is number 260 of 2000. So limited edition, apparently. I'm not sure how true that is. But yeah, it's a nice-looking bobblehead, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, terrific, so man. Yeah. Heavy, like I said, that's a it's a big, tall sort of bubble I've
0: got an Orlando thing. magic one somewhere as well, man. Two nah, yeah. Bobblehead, so nice, yeah. Nah, nice. nice, bro.
1: Nah, very good. Well, um yeah, why don't you show us who, who you're rocking this week? Yeah, for sure. Why don't you take the audience through it, Robbie? Sounds good. So Woody's standing up wearing a New Zealand breakers jersey. I'll tell a bit of a story on that. There's actually it's a Shea Illy breakers jersey. I well, was actually commenting before we started recording. There's actually no number on the front of that jersey, which is slightly strange. But yeah, it's a nice jersey nevertheless. and a Mitchell and Ness one as well, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Um, it, it's a nice jersey. It's unfortunate they didn't get the number on the front of it.
1: The quality control failed, that one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Shae I mean, what can I say about him? Defensive Player of the Year last year. Um, you know, he's got a lot of accolades as well. Two-time NBL champion. Uh, once in 2015 with the Breakers and then um, a couple of seasons ago with uh, Melbourne United. uh, NBL's best six man last year. Sorry, my apologies. Um, Mm -hmm. NBL's most improved player in 2018. Um, He's won multiple New Zealand NBL championships and he even made the um, uh, All Star Five in the FIBA Asian asia cup in 2017 if i'm not mistaken so um yeah 2016 he made the the five so we just saw mm. the asia cup and you know big honor there for for australia to to do well there and new zealand was really good in that tournament and for him to make that that, that all-star five was great i really fell in love with him um at the breakers right and i really i was gonna say Woods, you've been yeah.
1: down with this guy for a long time haven't you oh.
0: yeah and he's gonna get that opportunity to start um this season for mm. for um Melbourne United, I must apologize to the viewers if I'm a little bit under the weather. I've just been suffering from COVID all week, guys. So if I make a few mistakes or I'm a bit slow today, please forgive me. That's right? dedication, right? Still getting okay. in front
1: of the mic with, with film like that. So no good, yeah. good work, Woods.
0: Um, okay, so let's kick things off, Robbie, shall we?
1: Sounds good. Looking Great jerseys to, today. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so
0: let's, let's let's kick off with some NBA news, man. And I might throw over to you. Um, Bill Russell, absolute legend, passed away recently. Um, he did so much for the game on and off the court. Um yeah. so first of all speak to me a little bit about what Bill Russells mean, means to the game of basketball and also yeah. I know you want to speak a little bit about that number 6 being a uh, retired right you got ah, a few thoughts course. on that yeah Of course so
1: yeah look an absolute a, a legend of the game you know, it's obviously a couple of weeks ago now since he's passing but you know um he definitely lived a full life didn't he I think he was aged 89 when he passed um apparently he died sort of peacefully in his sleep so accolades are unbelievable um I don't have them in front of me but obviously you know the the all time sort of winner in NBA championships there um I'm not sure. Was he the first um, first player coach to win a championship as well? I'm not sure. He might have been, yeah. He could have been up there. Don't, don't, if we get that wrong, I apologize. Sports blokes will be all over that one. Um, but, yeah, like, he obviously did so much for the game. Um, the thing I sort of wanted to bring up that we mentioned in the week, was, and I think it's great that the NBA has made a few tributes to him. They're going to have, a like, a, a little silhouette or something of Bill Russell on every court in the NBA this season, which I think is an amazing idea. Um, the bit that kind of I did find a bit strange, and maybe it's because I'm, you know, the jersey man and love all these numbers and other stuff like that, but I've got to say I wasn't a fan. This might be controversial, but I'm going to say it. I wasn't a fan of this NBA rule that they're going to basically retire number six. Um I can understand why they're doing it to, to, you know, honor a legend of the game. We've heard that baseball has done the same for Jackie Robinson. They haven't done it with an actual player before. Obviously, each team might have certain players retired. So the Celtics obviously retired that number six, you know, many years ago. Um, Look, my reason for it being is I just think it's perhaps a little bit unfair for... There's probably a lot of people out there that they, they choose their number for, for a particular reason, right, Wood? So, you know, there might be players out there that might wear number six, you know, to honour, you know, a father or a grandparent or a mother or someone that yep. wore that number that maybe isn't, isn't with us anymore or something else like that. They chose that number early on. Nothing to do with Bill Russell. They sort of wore it because that was, you know, a number that someone in their family liked or something like that. So I think that's a little bit interesting sort of getting told that, no, sorry, you're going to have to change it. Obviously, there's a little bit of asterisk there because because the players that are already wearing that jersey number can apparently keep that, so... You know, it's not that common a number. Obviously, LeBron James is sort of the main player. You know, there's guys like Lou Williams that played for our team last year that, we, that doesn't even have a job yet. Um, you know, Chris Haps, Paul Zingas, a few other sort of players like that. But I'm sort of going to be interested to see will those players that are wearing that number six actually voluntarily sort of choose to, you know, just give that up now, you know what I mean? Or, you know, is that going to be something that could perhaps be sort of, you know, ridiculed or, you know, persecuted against by, you know, fans or other people like that because they haven't changed that number. So, yeah, that's just my... My feelings. I actually thought the exact same thing when I heard. I think it was LeBron when he was in Cleveland all those years ago, saying they could they should retire number twenty three, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. Then, well, I think that's a bit unfair. You know, you can honor players and respect players in other ways, and I think they're doing a good job with doing that on the you know with the silhouettes on the home courts. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of tributes to Russell this year, but yeah, just wasn't wasn't a fan. I mean, the team can obviously do it, and they've done that a long time ago, the Celtics, but just wasn't a great fan of that. So that's that's just a personal opinion and yeah, getting that off my chest.
0: Yeah, look, we're just playing devil's advocate here. I understand what you're saying, man. But, you know, with Bill Russell, he came up in a time where things were very different, you know, and, and the black man in America was persecuted and oppressed and um, he paved the way for a lot after him and, and also brought together, you know, the... Um, the racial divide that was there in, in not only in, in America but in no the doubt. NBA, yeah. and he he was a pioneer on and off the court. And w- what the NBA is really doing here is paying homage to that. And I understand mm-hmm. what they're doing at the same point, but, but uh, they yeah, have
1: they say. have already as well though. You know, they've obviously named the Finals MVP after. Him. Know. You know. There's other hear, yeah. things like that, so hear, it's yeah. not like you know they've kind of forgotten him in the past. But yeah, anyway, it's an interesting argument. It's a pretty trivial one at the end of the day, but it was just something I thought that might be might be worth talking about. Oh. Yeah, I certainly see your your point as well.
0: Yeah, so. man. And that's why I'm here to, 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 uh, you know, give you another perspective, you know, that's what we do here, right? So, okay, let's move on. Okay, a lot of great news about uh, our Aussies in the NBA, right? And I just want to throw a few names at you and you can just tell me what you think about uh, what's going on there and what your Mm. your feelings are about about the certain recent acquisitions um, by NBA teams of of our Aussies. So let's start off with uh, Jack White, yeah?
1: Jack White, I've got a good little story about that one. So you know, I'm quite fond of three point shooting. Would you probably know that over the years? So did you hear about Jack White? This yeah, I did. The notes? I did. I did. I did. Unbelievable! So he broke did. an all time um, shooting record, taking a hundred threes. I don't know the exact numbers, It apparently broke the all time Denver Nuggets record. So there was, um, I think, a quote with Jamal Murray saying, yeah. "Yeah, he wasn't sort of, hadn't sort of heard about that, but he was going to try and go for it or something like that." So that kind of surprised me when I heard that because you know Jack White did sort of show a little bit of that game, you know with the Boomers and other things like that. But I don't know that he showed it totally in those last couple of seasons with United. They obviously struggled a little bit from the foul line and other places there. So I think that's just testament to his hard work and how much sort of time he's put in, knowing that that's the role that he can carve out in the NBA, you know, being a rebounder, a defender, and to someone that has to be able to hit down those those open shots, whether it's from the wings or the top of the key or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um Definitely he's going to be one of the next next jerseys I'll get, I think, Woods, just to yeah. keep up that Aussies in yeah. the NBA trend we've got.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. And to, and to be fair, man, I didn't think that, you know, he'd have that game to translate to the NBA, nah, you know? I a, was, a further yeah, distance
1: too, right? It's yeah, strange, and, isn't it? But yeah.
0: And, yeah. you know, he was always a, you know, less than average three-point shooter in the NBL. It's you almost know? like so, Bainesy in a way, because yeah. who
1: would have thought that, you know, I don't know, eight years ago, for example, that Baines would have become the three-point shooter that he became. So it just shows you, if you've got the skills and you're prepared to put in the work, I mean, you get results.
0: And and, and Jack White was just a monster in, in Summer League and, and mm. made his case... To, to get that two-way contract and, and fair play to him. Hey, shout out. You spoke about Jamal Murray. Shout out to uh, Lorenzo, a friend of ours, works at Throwback's store and uh, uh, a, a listener of our podcast. He was telling us, telling me today that uh, Jamal Murray's coming to Throwback's store tomorrow, so he's going to be able to catch up with him. So that's pretty cool. Get out of Throwback's store, right? Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, um, moving on. Delhi. I mean, did I, I
1: say just to correct it as well? I think I might have said Phoenix for Jack One. I was talking about the Nuggets, obviously. Denver Nuggets. Nuggets.
0: Nuggets. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's just move on to Phoenix then. All right. Let's, instead of Delhi, let's talk about Jock Landale at Phoenix right. then, right? All right.
1: Yeah, I actually don't mind the fact that he's sort of gone there now. I don't think they're that sort of um, deep in the big man department there in Phoenix. Losing um, Javel McGee, right? Losing Javel McGee. Right? Frank has gone now as well. To yep. the Hawks, yeah. And yeah. I don't know a lot of people are saying, look, there's some, obviously, you've got um, players like. Um, ah, is it, uh, I'm blanking. Um, Bender Dragon Bender, yeah, he's yeah. coming back from. No, he's a dragon. Bender. I, I clearly didn't have the research for this, and you're not you're not backing me up too well with your COVID <laughs> fog there. But the, the big European guy that used to play for Philly and then plays for Phoenix now, um, that was out all of last year, um, anyway, what he's going to try and check that. Why well, we both had mental yeah, on that. Yeah. um, so anyway, he's back as sort of a big guy in that, but yeah, oh, Darius Sari, sorry <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, obviously yeah, back, and yeah, yeah, I think yeah, a lot of yeah. people have forgot about him. I clearly yep. forgot his name, but yeah. um. Yeah, you never know with someone like Lando. If you can sort of carve out that role there, he could get a bit of burn in the Suns. What do you think? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I think he's going to have a role to play, and you know, he's come out in the media and said he's looking forward to playing with the likes of Devin Booker and and CP. And um, he's compared himself a little bit to Kevin Love in the media. I don't know if you've seen that lately. He's like, that's the kind of guy I'm trying to model my game on. And you know, I mean, he could be a poor man's Kevin Love, right? You know, he's got Possibly, similar yeah. skill sets there. So looking yep. forward to see what he can do. Um, I mean, San Antonio was a good opportunity to be in pop system, but you know, there were always, you know. He, he wants to be on a, on a winning team and contribute there. So, I mean, mm. he's going to get a chance to play in the playoffs hopefully this year. So you yes. never
1: ordered a Hawks jersey in that 48 hours. using on the no. Hawks team or anything, did I, you? I did. I, I, nah, didn't, oh, I did.
0: Um, all right. Moving on. Delhi. Mm. I mean, I never thought he'd get back here. But now you, you see that Quinn Cook's been signed and a few others. So he's going to be fighting for that last... Spot
1: right, geez. Mike Brown must have really thought high of him, right? I mean, obviously, he did, you know, he he years was, ago. His, yeah, exactly. Coaching with the Cabs and you know, his first sort of season as a coach with Deli and stuff. So, I think someone like Brown would have seen just that hard work and everything that, that Deli puts in. So, look, I, I'm certainly not. Thinking that Delhi will go there and play a major role, um, but won't he be a great player for some of those young guards? You've got guys like you know De'Aaron Fox there. Um, you've also got Davion Mitchell, so two sort of young, youngish guards there. You know, Fox has been around a few years now, but I think he could be a good influence for them. And yeah, I think it's it's a good move there. No, no real risk, I think anyway.
0: Yeah, and,
1: um, and he's improved his shot. I think that was something that Mike Brown said, and a few people have commented that wow, he almost is shooting better now than he was when he was in the NBA. A couple did of Mike years Brown ago. say that? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said he was surprised, basically, like the, the improvement of his shot. So, yeah, good to see. So it.
0: it's, yeah, it's going to be between him and Quinn, Quinn Cook for that final roster spot, I'd say. But, I mean, with his mm-hmm. experience, his veteran leadership, that coach off the floor, he'll be he's good a, for Davion Mitchell. He's a much Mitchell. better defender, I
1: think, than Quinn Cook, because he Depending yeah. on what they want there. I don't think, I mean, obviously, Mitchell's a good defender. I don't think Fox is the greatest defender, so they may decide to, yeah.
0: I mean, Garland and Sexton have spoken about what a great influence that he was on, on, on them. So, I think he can have yeah. that same influence on um, Davion Mitchell and um Dearon fox right so
1: yeah yeah
0: now yeah, really happy to see him back there and, and fair play to him one other guy didn't think he'd make it back to the to the nba we talked so. about it on our own episode didn't yeah, we We had right. a viewer
1: question if i'm not mistaken about yeah, we whether did. we get back in there and i think we had a guest on the, all of us were like there's no chance delhi's <laughs> getting back he's not yeah. even going that well in the nbl and then yeah Finished the season strongly made the all nbl second team and look at him now yeah
0: yeah um and finally let's move on to the, the Kevin Durant, Durant saga. It saga. continues, mm. man, right? He's He's got a lot of demands and, you know, he's trying to get his coach and his GM, out, 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 you know, out of there, right? So speak on that a little bit, man. Yeah,
1: yeah it's pretty, it's getting a little bit annoying, I've got to say. Um, I, Yeah, I don't mind sort of trade demands and you hear that sort of stuff all the time, but it, it's a pretty bad sort of look, I think, on KD, just, you know, asking for the, the GM and the coach to both be sacked. And I'm interested to see how that, or how or who leaked that, obviously, because he had that, apparently one-on-one interview with the owner over in London where he was over there with um, his mate James Harden who just basically was playing with him and then got traded not long ago so yeah hard to know what will happen eh? it's going to be interesting to see the longer this goes in you know before the season starts I mean imagine that feeling him rocking up at the first practice if he is still there and oh hey coach Nash or whatever you know and all the guy that basically said I want you out of here sort of thing so It's strange. I think if he used to go back, I think they've got a good team there. So sometimes the grass isn't always greener. I mean, he may end up in a situation that's not as good. I think if he comes back... Kyrie actually, you know, plays more games than normal. You've got a healthy Ben Simmons. You've got some other pieces on that team that could be a top two or yeah. three in the East. But he could end up going somewhere where he's, he's not in that situation. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see what ends I mean, up. they've now, got
0: right? Royce O'Neal, T.J. Warren, Seth Curry, Paddy
1: Mills. They're deep, aren't they? You know, they've got um... you know a lot of sort of you know role players to go along with that those sort of you know key sort of players they've got there. But yeah, a bit strange. They also got um, T.J. Warren as well. Yeah, so T.J. Warren. They, they, yeah, yeah, so yeah, some yeah, firepower, yeah. right? So yeah, strange to know what he's thinking there. I don't. I don't know why that relationship, and whether he just he doesn't like those two guys, or whether he doesn't think they're competent enough to run a team. I don't think that's been established yet, has it? It's just like I want them gone. I'm not sure the reasons why he wants them gone. I mean, I I can't imagine either of those guys being that hard to get along with. You always hear good things about Kiwi, and then yeah, Steve Nash. I would have thought the same. So yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, two of the nicest guys. You think so? Right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, we'll see how that plays out, man. Um, Yeah. All right, let's move on, man. As we, as we said, we're going to do our NBL team previews today, and mm. I'll uh, maybe throw over to you, and uh, we can go through our, uh, our teams. he's going to start off with Adelaide, yep.
1: Sounds good. Yes, I'll have a bit of a chat, and I'll let you know when I you know, put up some, some more info. So like sure. we did last time for you know, all our viewers and listeners you know, from um, the first season as such for the podcast, we'll put up sort of a bit of a depth chart and sort of the you know, new players for the team and that. So, yeah, I'm going to take us away with Adelaide. We kind of switched it up. I believe Woody went over Adelaide last season yep um i did have an adam gibson jersey in the covered woods i must say when i was looking through but i decided to, to go with the legend brett Maher here so good chase yeah look i'm actually pretty optimistic about adelaide i think they've had one of the more interesting and probably better off seasons i would have thought um you know i'm expecting a bounce back season after last year they finished in seventh place with a 10 and 18 record so six and eight at home four and 10 away so I've got, I've got pretty high hopes for them, I've got to say. Um, and, look, I think, obviously, with the, the play-in tournament, I think they're a big chance to sort of get into that this year. Um, although saying that, most teams seem to have improved right? Woods. I was thinking that, obviously, Brisbane will be way better. Yep. The only team that jumps to mind that I think maybe has gone down a little bit would be Illawarra. Just the fact that they're, perhaps their imports aren't as good. They've lost um, Jewop Operath and a few little sort of you know players here and there. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll certainly be pushing for that. Um, one sort of thing before we just put up these um, these depth charts, Woods. There's a few rumors going around about yep. Robert Franks, who's one of their big signings. He's still got a European out clause there, where well, that, that's a pretty dodgy thing, I Understand an NBA out clause, a European out clause is a little bit, um, yeah, it's a little bit more a worry for the 36ers there. Yep, so absolutely. I really hope for their sake that he obviously does stay because. I mean, say if he makes a decision in a couple of weeks there, that's going to really leave them in the lurch, you know. The season's, you know, fast approaching now. and You find most of the the quality sort of players would have been picked up in various leagues by now, you know, be it sort of internationally or in the NBA. So, you know, I guess watch this space. I, I've heard that rumour for a couple of weeks now, though. Yeah, so I'm not sure yeah. sort of how true that is. But, yeah, maybe if you want to chuck up um, that slide on Woods and we'll sort of – I'll just talk a little bit through um, – that now i'm pleased to see with this new podcasting format we've got as well you can actually see us both last year when we were doing it, it was just one person so great to see the technology there so look i'll just go a little bit through there so um returning players i've got mitch mccarran daniel johnson um both had pretty pretty big off seasons been pretty busy um sunday deck um hiram harris kai soto and nick marshall um so the new players and this is where it sort of gets interesting there so um Probably a few people will remember me being a little bit vocal about that um, couple of those imports last year, Woods, in Withers and um, Hannah's there. and I actually felt a little bit sorry for first-year coach last year, CJ Bruton, just sort of having those. But he just decided that maybe they weren't good enough. So he just went out and got Robert Franks, Antonius Cleveland, and then more recently, Craig Randall. So, wow, that's a gun trio. I mean, Randall, the newest sort of guy there, was in the G League last season very strongly built sort of combo guard there. He can, you know, put on big points, but he can also, you know, pass the rock and everything else like that. He seems like he would be a good fit. And look, Robert Franks and Antonius Cleveland, I mean, it's very strange to see two imports have such good years and then both leave like their, their respective teams there. So I'm sure it came down to, to, to dollars there, but um, yep. I mean, they're quality players. I mean, Robert Franks is probably unlucky not to be all NBL, um, you know, in the first couple of teams last year. I know you're honest. a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of the way he plays. And I mean, Cleveland's great as well. I think his defense is really going to fit in well with that team. And probably the other one that, you know, there's a few sort of other signings there, but I think Anthony Trumich is another big one. I think, um, I don't know, he's sort of showing a lot of form for, um, you know, the. the nbl1 there for gold coast and i think he's someone that can can come in and come back to that situation where he's played before and sort of fit in so yeah definitely liking the look of this team a lot more than last season i'll definitely put that caveat there that i do think a lot of teams are improving and that's great to see but i think they're definitely one of those ones as we said seventh last year could they make a top four spot i wouldn't put it past them to be honest um you know I'm still not exactly sure, um, you know, if the Wildcats are going to bounce back. How I'd love them to do sort of thing. With you know, Illawarra might drop out. So, why not? Why not Adelaide? a load? Um, you probably say it the same when we do our Brisbane team previews. But um, in terms of that depth chart, there would so yep. look the point guard. and I think the real heart and soul of this team will be Mitch McCarran. You'll probably see him playing big minutes all season. I'd say and look showed a lot of good form in the Asia Cup, didn't he? So, yep, expecting a big sort of season from him. Um, Chase Randall, the import we spoke about on Sunday, Dutch. Um, the small forwards are pretty strong. So Antonius Cleveland, um, Anthony Drimichen, um, and Nick Marshall, who I'm actually a bit of a fan of as well, you know, playing for that Gambia in the NBL one. Um, and the you know the bigs are sort of you know Franks, um, uh, Kyron Galloway, who they also got in the off season from New Zealand, Hiram Harris, um, and then the centers pretty handy centers as well. So Daniel Johnson, um, Kai Sotto, and then Dengakuuth Woods. I'm sure that name wow. rings a bell with you. He was on the you know Sydney Kings for a couple of years, and he was actually playing in that South Sudan team in those. Um, uh qualifying games a month or two ago and look good so yeah there's no real weak spots on that roster is there um, i think it's so, craig
0: randall not chase randall is I'm, not, I'm
1: mistaken um uh craig yeah i don't know yeah i think just randall was the guy who was on
0: a uh, new zealand last year, guy. Right? yeah okay yeah,
1: yeah. so craig randall anyway yeah. mentioned it. it's been a long day but yeah so <laughs> um so yeah I, i'm actually sort of looking forward to see how they go um I guess I'll probably give a quick prediction, Woods, and then maybe I'll sort of finish off a little bit, just a little bit of fantasy talk like we like to do with these teams. So in terms of a prediction, I kind of sort of mentioned it there, but I'm going to say they'll finish fifth. So that would certainly be an improvement up from seventh to fifth. Um, Like I said, maybe sort of moving up ahead of a team like Illawarra there. Um, So certainly in contention for that play-in tournament mean uh, what what do you want to know about fantasy there, Woods?
0: Yeah, so give me a fantasy sleeper and a fantasy stud, just like we did last year, man, with Sounds the NBL good. fantasy yeah. coming up. Who are the guys you, you're thinking about, right? No,
1: perfect. All right. So look, so probably for the studs, look, I'm gonna call it a bit of a tie between Mitch McCarron and Franks. Um definitely think Mitch McCarron, someone you know, with those assist numbers, and probably being that real soul sort of ball distributor there, he could be up for a real big season maybe a more improved season last year. He was good last year, but he Possibly it wasn't maybe as good as some people were expecting. Is it? Yep, agreed, to say? agreed, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and look, obviously, Franks goes without saying, the guy can do it everything. Um, I'm going to say for my sleeper, probably a big sleeper. I think we've got him as a DP there, Woods. I think he actually is a full contracted player now, and that's Nick Marshall. So, um, as I mentioned, been really playing well for Matt Gambier in the NBL 1. Um, you know, read sort of a bit about him. He's been on that NBL 1 show that I like a few times there. And he's a very handy player. So, he's someone that I could see sort of stepping in and, and having a. Will he play enough minutes season. to have a fantasy impact? Well, possibly. I mean, you never know there. He could sort of – I mean, I guess it's a sleeper there. That player you put on your bench, it's sort of low value. Can he yep. sort of maybe get you 20 fantasy points a game sort of thing? That's probably what you asked from there. So yep. it all depends on minutes, you're right. But, yeah, he's someone that could possibly do it. So we'll see how he goes. And, um, yeah, that's basically it for me there, Woods. Um, so take it away with um, with your New Zealand brokers preview.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let me uh, just—we uh, got Coach Modi Mayo taking over from Dan yeah. Shamir, So we're going to see a lot of um, entertaining uh, yeah. stuff on the bench. Um, so returning just a few, we got Tom Abercrombie, Roblo, Sam Timmins, and BMW. Will McDowell White. Not
1: many returning,
0: is it? Not many, and a whole host of new players: uh, Jarrell Brantley, uh, Derek Pardon. What? Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Ryan Rupert, the next star. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Liafa comes over from Southeast. Dan Foto, Isaac Fotu's brother, St. Mary's alumni, you know. Yep, yep. Uh Tommy V, my boy from Sydney, mm-hmm. man. And and Cam Glidden's gonna get another lease on life. Some decent right? names
1: there, not they? Yeah.
0: They are, and I mean last season they placed a last with a five and twenty-three record Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I mean like you know, I'm not a hundred percent um sure how how much better they will do in in, in terms of position you know i 'll give you a, my prediction at the end,, yeah. but um, I think playing at home after pretty much two years away is is going to be big for them and, and the yeah. people of new zealand right
1: mm-hmm. definitely
0: so before I go into the depth charts, I just want to call out a few players first one is b m w right you know william McDowell right Billy McDowell right and, uh, <laughs> He's ready to take a step to the next level. You just spoke about money-making Mitch McCarron and the experience he's had working yep. with him at the Boomers is going to do him a lot of good. He's learned a lot from him. We uh, heard him on uh, uh, the Huddle podcast with uh, Liam the other day, right? And uh, he's been told, totally- Shout-out to Liam, yep. Shout-out to Liam. He's been given the keys to the offence. Um, he's going to be that leader on that team, and they're just going to. He had options to go other places, but he just felt like New Zealand was a place that he wanted to come back to. Yeah. This is going to be his third year there. He's going to get to play in front of his home crowd. Well, uh, you know. Yeah. He's not from New Zealand, but you know what I mean, right? He, he gets to play in, in front of home fans. Yeah. And I think he's going to take the, his game to the next level. And everything that he's learned from uh, being on the Boomers and um, you know the experience he's had over the last few years is going to put him in good sets. So really excited to see him take that step to the next level. He's a huge breakout candidate this year. I'm sure you'd agree with that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Jarrell Brantley, um, this other guy I want to talk about. Former teammate of Joe Ingles in Utah. Um, and with Findlaney Delaney gone now, they really need a re- replacement, Right. And mm. Bradley is the perfect choice. He's a physical, he's a good passer with a quick uh, quick decision-making skills. Uh, he knows how to use his frame around the rim. The word on him is he has great leadership qualities and he'll be a culture setter on and off the floor. And I think that's exactly what the breakers need because in the past, you know, guys like Chasson Randall, mm. you know... Um, Just Peyton on that, Siever, words, which yeah. team
1: changes their imports more, New Zealand or Sydney? Because they both seem to literally have a, a new import trio every season, these two teams, yeah, right? I mean, Especially New Zealand, they always have different imports well
0: well, New Zealand, when New Zealand was at their best, you know, they they, they had a repeat those repeat imports, you know, coming back. Cedric, yeah. Cedric Jackson coming Cedric back. Cedric into China, yeah. And um, you know, that was when they were, you know, it's no secret that that's when they were a really good side, man. When they had that yeah. continuity, right? Um, <sighs> uh, yeah. And then the other guy I want to quickly talk about is your your man Derek Pardon, right?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we signed a one-year deal, and Modi Mayo was going after him from from the moment free agency started. And he, mm-hmm. he averaged impressive fourteen point two points and nine point two rebounds a game last season in the Israeli Premier League, which is which is a great league, right? Yep. He's a beast of man, hell of a rebounder, and he'll be the perfect pick and roll partner for the likes of uh, you know Will McDowell, White, Isaiah mm-hmm. Leafa, So I think I'm really excited to watch him watch him play. Um, I'll quickly go through the depth chart for everyone who can't see this slide. So. We got BMW, Will McDowell White, Isaiah uh, Liafa, and DP McNaught at the point guard position. Um, they they're looking for a, a, an import shooting guard because a starting shooting guard spot is open right now. Um, but by all uh, uh, I'm hearing through the grapevine, they're going for I think a Bill Brown Jr. A, uh, a G, ex-G League uh, European player but it's not been closed yet so
1: what about Lou th- Williams Woods? we mentioned him before he's looking for a
0: job <laughs> yeah he is looking you for a job right yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah uh, I'll get back to you on who who who, the, who they're talking to but um. Yeah, going through the rest of that slide. Uh, Cam Glidden, obviously, with his uh, trying to find a new home, and he's been a, a bit fading out a little bit over the last few years. So in New Zealand. He plays great in New Zealand, so hopefully this is a a, 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 a good home for him. Top Abercrombie's the, the the staple will be starting at small forward after a bit of an in, injury. Um, injury riddle year last year. Yep. The the next star, uh, Rupert, who's supposed to be a hell of a defender. He's supposed to be the second uh, most promising European prospect in the draft next year. Uh, as I mentioned, Jarell Brantley at power forward, and Tommy Rodanovic and Dan Fotu. So they've got a decent front line there: Derek yep. Pardon, Rob Lowe, and Sam Timmins. So, um, hey, would you
1: mention that next star players? Is it just me, or is there not as many of those that have been sort of signed they, as there There's, been there's last only year. two this year. There's Ryan
0: right? Ryan Rupert, and then they've got. Uh, the starting center at United, man, um, uh, Huck Porty from, from, from last year, right? Wow, so two. that's those... a bit
1: disappointing, isn't it? And I wonder if that'll change more with obviously if they're letting you know, players come straight out of high school and stuff, which I think is happening maybe from next year in the NBA. So interesting. yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so it's reporting that uh, defensive-minded guard Barry Brown Jr. from uh, Liam Santa Maria's report, um, it, the deal is done. Okay, um, he, it. He, yeah. <laughs> However, there's been nothing official to come out from the club at this point, but, uh, you know, sources say that he's going to be that final import. So, um, yeah, look, finally, I just want to give my my prediction on, on what I think, and although they'll be better this year, I still think they're going to have the wooden spoon, you know? They, yeah, they've that... lost y- Yanni Wetzel, you know, I still... I still think they're going to be I, I was a
1: bit worried looking at that roster before. I've got to say, like, yeah. Abercrombie's still starting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's a few sort of... Yeah, you're right. Wetzel's a huge loss as well, is Yeah, so
0: I, I, I have a feeling that, that they're going to be um, down the bottom again. Although... They'll have a better than a five and twenty three record, right? And
1: yeah. If those imports can step up and be good and obviously, you know, protect their home court a bit better, they could be all right. But it's like we kept saying, every team seems like they've improved, so it's not like they can just it's last year's standard. I think the standard from last year is gonna go up another yeah, level.
0: So. Totally, man. You say everyone's tooled up, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and in terms of fantasy stud and sleeper, I mean fantasy stud, William McDowell White, you probably get him just over that million mark, right? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um and
1: Hey, would you take him or McCarron? I'd probably take game.
0: Willie McDowell White because of. Um, it's pretty close, isn't it, that it's one? Really yeah. close. But he's going to be a triple. T- Triple threat BMW, you know? Um, he's going to get those rebounds, which he's learned from money-making Mitch, you know? On, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he's going to run the ball down the floor. He's going to get assists. He's going to get new points. You know, he's going to be a triple threat, you know, throughout mm. the season. So, and I think there's not many other guys to take stuff away from him. Yeah, you know, like, no, you know, there, there is like Liafa there, but he can slide to the two spot and play alongside Liafa, right? Yeah. So I think, and and just judging by what what uh the, the think tank in New Zealand is, they're going to give him the keys to that team, right? So... Yeah. Um, I would go with him and Sleeper, I mean, Derek Pardon, right? You know, this guy's, not many people know about him, they don't speak about him much, you probably get him at just that, that flat million, million price to start off with mm. but he's going to be a double-double threat every game, right? You know, he's, yeah. What would be
1: some pun headlines that we might see from Derek Pardon this season? Would so uh, uh, beg around, your man. pardon might be one. Uh, yeah. Pardon me with a picture of him, you know, blocking someone or dunking. Like yeah, that. yeah, so, yeah. I like that. Pardon, pardon me. me
0: when he's blocking someone. You know, you like that. I like that one, that. Yeah. Like yeah. that one man. Yeah. We'll
1: yeah. see that. See some headlines this year for that.
0: Yeah, but he's going to be a beast, man. You know, last year, like. There were a few imports that people slept on and didn't talk about much. I think Derek Pardon's is going to be one of those, right?
1: Yeah. And I should say as well, if any of the people sort of out there listening or watching us have any you know, feedback, comments, agree, disagree with anything, shout us out on our socials or email, anything like that, which we'll talk at, at the end sort of thing. So yeah, Absolutely. let us know how we've gone. Let us know if there's anything, you know, that you sort of disagree with or, yeah, anything like that basically.
0: Absolutely. Please do so. Hmm. Um, all right. So let's move on, man. I know you've... Uh, Done a great job, you know, being the official commentator for Hills in the NBL one this year. We recently went down and watched the Hills play St Mary's at at the Hive Man, which was really yeah. nice. Both of us, you were you were able to call that game as well. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what's going on in NBL one? What the yeah. St Mary's tour down under's been like, etc. Yeah,
1: oh, I'd love to. So yeah, look, I mean, uh, my sort of NBL one commentary finished two weeks ago, so we finished on the Saturday night there. Um, uh hill sort of finishing off with a, a decent win against central coast there um yeah look it was an absolute privilege doing it um this year woods really enjoyed it um look, the competition was probably better than i was expecting in the nbl1 east and i think it's only going to get better it's not one of the strongest conferences in australia at the moment but i think it's still pretty competitive um so look, that was firstly great um got to say as well what an honor it was getting a call i think it was two days before they sort of say look they've just got this st mary's game over the line do you want to come and commentate with the american st mary's um commentator i'm like okay yes what time do i need to be there sort of thing so that was great going out there um i mean you were there woods we both sort of walked in that stadium i'd seen you know 11 other nbl1 teams this year they were just a different shape and size this st mary's team i walked in i couldn't believe it they were just they were ginormous. They were one of the, the biggest sort of teams I've seen. They towered over the Hills Hornets team. Um, it was interesting. They only won by 31 as well, which considering St. Mary's won all six games on the tournament, including three ga- uh, wins against NBL teams and the two Melbourne teams in the Wildcats. So I think they beat United by about 20. So, you know, them beating Hills by, by 30 is pretty good effort. Hills didn't have their best player, Paul Brotherson as well. So thought that was a pretty good effort. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously the highlights of seeing St Mary's was, you know, seeing their three Aussies, and especially Alex Dukas, um, he was really impressive, wasn't he? Real he forwards, was, yeah. Showed an all-round game, he's got a good size to him there, and he can certainly shoot the hell out of the ball. Um, You know, the, the other guys didn't sort of really do a whole lot there, but um, big highlight for me is well Woods. I got to go and talk to um, the St Mary's coach, Randy Bennett, who, so, you know, a legend of the, the, the coaching sort of circles in the NCAA, he's been coaching for St Mary's for over 20 years, and... We just reminisce for a couple of minutes about some of those old, you know, Australian players that have played there and sort of joke with them. But, you know, I bet everyone probably always talks to you about, you know, guys like Paddy or Landale or um, Delhi and stuff like that. And I actually ended up having a bit of a chat to him about a guy I like in Clint the Sniper Steindl. So yep. um, Randy Bennett was a huge fan of him. He was saying he's someone that obviously was such a great shooter but didn't think maybe got enough credit for his defence that he played. Obviously, you know, great size, Clint Steindl, so he would have been good in those college days. So, yeah. Honestly, that was an absolute honour. I to do on that woods. It was great to have you out there with me. Um, and look, I yeah. no, no, appreciate it, mate. Um, and look, the NBL one final start this weekend, so um, really looking forward to sort of be watching some of those now. But now I'm not covering it, so I'll certainly keep um, keep everyone sort of in the loop with that on each episode, just a bit of an update on that. And before it all sort of builds up to a finals round weekend in Melbourne, where all the different NBL um, one teams combine for that, so that's gonna be amazing. So check out, you know, the NBL one app. These games are really competitive, and look, there's no other basketball at the moment is it? NBL is still what are we, six weeks away. NBA is a bit longer than that. So watch this game. There's some, there's some quality games out there to watch.
0: Definitely, Robbie. And, and while we're, we're on the topic of NBL 1, uh, we had a good friend of the show, Hills legend, AJ Ogilvy, recently announced yep. his retirement. So let's give a shout out to AJ for all the service he's given to the game, um, not only in our region, in, in, but in New South Wales and, and to our country as well.
1: And I should say on that one, because I don't think it was highly publicised as well, I think people, when he said on our um, show that he you know, he hadn't retired yet, he was looking around on that. I think a lot of people don't maybe know the full story, and that's that he actually did pick up a pretty nasty foot injury, I think, yep. in his second or third game playing for the Hills Hornets. So really bad luck. He obviously tried to come back there, get a bit of match fitness. But you know, had he been out there maybe for some more games and been able to stay healthy, play against the Mary's show, some of the stuff there, it may have ended up sort of linking onto a team bench somewhere. So a shame there. But look, an absolute great career, an absolute class, person as well so yeah good luck to, to aj and his future endeavors
0: absolutely robbie now we were going to do uh, some classic packs today but i'm actually at the end of my tether bro i'm pretty pretty spent so maybe we'll leave that to next week because no, i can't that's... bring the energy like i normally do my brother do you know <laughs> that's what I mean? fine i know
1: you know maybe we don't do those but i know you still wanted to talk a little bit about some um, cards that might be coming yeah, out soon right
0: definitely so i'm really really happy to hear that the nbl is announcing in in collaboration with tops that they're going to be Doing their own NBL cards this year, and wow. you know, come, come how, how long's it been? It's, it's been good. since the ones that I opened. What ninety five, ninety six, right? Wow. So, so we're talking 25, 25, 26 years. years. That's so crazy! Great initiative by the NBL, and we'll be able to open a pack of those cards on the show, right?
1: What's the chances of us potentially buying a box or something of those? Because I'm sure there'd be like an autograph card, edge box, or something like that. You can, you be can, all, cool you
0: order. can order them from tops the tops website. Oh,
1: they're right? actually out already to be ordered, aren't they?
0: Uh, not yet, but they will okay, be available be on, on the, the tops website.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome, good stuff.
0: Um, so, great to be back, Robbie, man. Hopefully, you know, uh, we, we, I know, I know you've got a bit of a bad finger there, right? Yeah, you, you know, you want to show, show the viewers what's going on with the finger? Yeah, those who
1: can see it, this finger that I've had a couple of surgeries on already, I really hurt it badly last week at basketball. So, yeah, got to go in for a third surgery to see whatever they can do with that. So, yeah, even though it's a pinky finger, it's giving me so much grief there, oh. So uh, bone on bone, no cartilage, severe osteoarthritis, all those fun things. But yeah, that's you know, thirty five plus years of playing, it's probably been my worst injury, so I've probably done done it okay, I guess.
0: Yeah, man. Um wish you a speedy recovery man and, and hopefully next week we both come back as uh, slightly less wounded soldiers and and we're ready to you know rock and roll like always right yeah absolutely It'd be good
1: to be back each week and like i know a lot of people have been like when are you guys coming back you know what's the schedule sort of thing so we're absolutely we'll be back from each week you know the day may change we sort of haven't mentioned it's um what is it thursday the 18th of august at the time of recording that's probably around that sort of time each week on the thursday we'll try and do it wednesday or thursday but yeah i'll certainly get it up on, on youtube and we'll get the podcast out after that
0: Yep, for sure. Uh, And Robbie, why don't you just tell all all our old viewers and the new viewers that we'll have this season uh, where to find us. Um, All that jazz, man, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So look, the Twitter handle there is at Throwbacks So look, we're pretty active on on Twitter there. I'm sure Woody will be posting some pictures of all our jerseys. Um, Even this, this guy might even get a run. Woods, what do you reckon?
0: Tracy McGrady, for sure he'll get a run.
1: He'll get a run. So, yeah, that's obviously the Twitter handle there. Um, Looking for our stuff on Instagram, that's throwback.hoops. Email address as well, it's throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com um as i mentioned earlier any sort of feedback you know good or bad any jersey suggestions any of that sort of stuff give us up on on any of those three channels there and um, we'd be happy to happy to hear from you and what about you woods give us uh, your sort of details there
0: yeah so patreon you know we'd, we'd appreciate anyone's support jump on patreon look for throwback hoops you know what our logo looks like we appreciate all the support um all right um robbie any final thoughts
1: no nah, not really good to be back um I don't think we've actually decided um, on our teams for next week, have we? But anyway, we'll, we'll obviously do some some extensive research as we like to do on our NBL teams that sort the of previews next week. And oh, I'm definitely doing Cairns next week, bro. Doing Cairns. Well, that's not a surprise that you on doing Cairns, <laughs> but right, I'll pick a pick a good one to do as well. But uh, looking forward to, as we said, sort of be back and, and sort of keep this keep bringing this to to everyone every week.
0: Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. One
1: love.